Welcome to Salad with a Side of Fries. I'm your host, Jen Trepic, talking wellness and weight loss for real life. We're here to clear up the myths, misinformation, bad science, and marketing to teach you how to eat and how to cheat. Are you ready? I'm having salad with a side of fries. This week, we're talking about oat milk. So you've probably heard of it more and more, right, as people are interested in plant-based alternatives to animal products like milk. And in this category, I feel like it went from soy milk to almond milk, and then oat milk came onto the scene. And interestingly, it was developed in the 90s, but the real growth came in the last, I think, like five to six years. I read in one place that from 2017 to 2019, sales increased 10 times, which is wild. (laughs) So I think, you know, mostly people like it because it's creamier than the other, you know, alternative milks. It froths better if you're looking for like the fancy coffee. It also cooks better than some of the other milk alternatives. So if you're baking, it's a good use there. And it is a delicious ice cream, I will tell you. (laughs) But so I think it's important that we dig into a bit of, you know, how it's made, what it offers by way of nutrition, and if we want this to be our new go-to milk of choice. So oat milk is made from oats, duh, like oatmeal, (laughs) right? So essentially what they do is they mill the whole oat, mix that with warm water, And then, as the food manufacturers say, they treat the oats with enzymes. Now, admittedly, I'm unclear what they're actually doing with the enzymes, what enzymes specifically they're using, but this is what they say the process is. And then they add heat to the mixture to help thicken it. Then they strain it, add in some vitamins and minerals, right? Fortified, that's what that means. They're adding in the vitamins and minerals. And then they package it for you to buy. You'll also find, you know, flavors. So there are potentially sweeteners, other additives like thickeners. And as we always say, right, read the labels to know what you're getting there. Definitely read the labels. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And we'll go through the label for Oatly in a second. But you can also make your own. And it's interesting because making your own is different than the process that the food manufacturers use. So if you're going to make your own, you're going to do one cup of rolled or steel-cut oats with three cups of cold water in a blender for 30 seconds. Be sure you don't go for too long. Okay, then you put cheesecloth over like a mason jar or, you know, some sort of wide-lipped thing. And then so you pour the mixture from the blender into the cheesecloth, letting all the liquid drain into the jar or the bottle that you're using. Gather the ends of the cheesecloth so that you have like a little pouch and press it to get the extra liquid. Don't squeeze it too hard though. It'll make your milk kind of slimy. So I hear, admittedly, I'm not making my own oat milk. And then (laughs) there you have like the liquid that's left is your oat milk. You can toss the oats. It'll last for probably about five days in the fridge. And then flavor-wise, you could add vanilla or cinnamon you could add maple syrup or honey if you wanted it sweeter. Monk fruit. Monk fruit, yes. Yeah. Pinch of salt. So you can play with the flavor yourself too. I mean, like I said, I'm not making my own. I wouldn't blame you if you're not either. So let's look at some of those labels. In particular, I think the biggest brand out there is Oatly Oat Milk. So I pulled up that one, looked at their original full fat 
oat milk. So looking at the nutrition facts, we have in one cup of their oat milk, it's 160 calories, nine grams of fat, one gram of saturated fat, 15 grams of carbs, two grams of fiber, seven grams of sugar, which they say is all added sugar, and three grams of protein. Vitamin and mineral-wise, there's relatively significant amounts of vitamin D, calcium, vitamin A, riboflavin, B12, and phosphorus. And then you get a little bit of iron and potassium. Now, I feel like that's if, all added back in. Though. I was just going to okay, say, sorry. right? Yeah. Exactly. No, you're right. Because what of that is coming from the oat? Not much. Right. Yeah. Versus no what they've D. added back in. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Looking at the ingredients gets even more interesting. So they have the oat base, which they say is water and oats, then erucic acid, rapeseed oil, which we'll get to in a second. Canola I know that face. For other people. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for um, jumping ahead. <laughs> no, you're good. 2% or less of dipotassium phosphate, calcium carbonate, tricalcium phosphate, sea salt, dicalcium phosphate, DHA, algal oil, sodium, ascorbate as an antioxidant to cofferols, riboflavin, vitamin A, D2. Not D3, right? And Yeah, and that's the only thing. It's fortified, right. always fortified with the wrong D. FYI, right. all foods fortified with D, wrong one. Yeah. D3, not D2. Exactly. So the big things, right? Like we said, it's those vitamins are added back in. It's not naturally occurring, which doesn't necessarily make it inherently terrible. It's just what we want. We want to be aware. We want to know what we're looking at. And like we said, our ideal is D3 versus D2. And then the rapeseed oil as you said, Nadine, it's really canola oil, which we know is not our favorite oil. And it's used here as an emulsifier so that the oat milk doesn't separate. And it's part of why you get that creamy texture. So again, that's not inherent to the oat milk, right? It's created. And then the other thing is, so we mentioned in the nutrition facts, they had, it was seven grams of added sugar, but we didn't see any sweeteners in those mm. ingredients. So they must get this question all the time because they have a whole thing about it on their website. So I'm just <laughs> going to read to you what they said because I'm not uh -oh. going to say it better. So it says, <laughs> the sugar in our oat milk is produced during our enzymatic production process. We use natural enzymes to liquefy the oats, which enables us to create the really creamy product that retains a lot of the nutrition from the original oat, like protein, fat, fiber, and carbs. As part of this process, the enzymes break the starches in our oats down into smaller components, including simple sugar like maltose. It's comparable to how the human body uses enzymes to break starches down into sugars during digestion. That makes sense. It does make sense. But still, they're growing food out of weird things. Like even perfume, they grow off of like E. coli bacteria now, like perfume fragrance. So they're growing stuff and making strange things happen. Right. Um, I, I am interrupting, yeah. but I want to say no, you're fine. The, the issue, because we're talking about oral care, main issue with oats is the phytic acid. So phytic acid is an anti-nutrient that literally robs us of the minerals that we need to take care of our teeth. So that's why in traditional cultures, they would, with grains like oats or corn or, you know, all the grains and, and beans, they would soak and do different things. Like, so you really, I was going to say to add, if you're making it at home, you want to even soak the oats overnight and then do the process you've said, because the soaking will help with get the phytic rid of acid. the phytic acid a bit. 
but also it can be a thing like if you're you know if you're eat, like a vegetarian you're going to kind of be depending more on the grains and beans and so you can have phytic acid like three times a day with your lentils for lunch you know oats and then like rice for dinner so it's really something to be mindful of is the phytic acid because it can really it literally robs us of things it's an anti-nutrient exactly but like, to your point right we don't necessarily have to be afraid we just have to no. know yeah. and like we said soaking is going to help with that anti-nutrient. Mm -hmm. A lot of times the way you cook will, you know, eliminate the yes. anti-nutrient and that kind of stuff. So just thank you for adding that. So with all this considered, right, like are we getting much nutritive value from oat milk? Meh. You know, <laughs> like I mean, I guess a little, but for me personally, it's not enough to justify like the extra money that they're charging for oat milk or even to use it more than I would use something else, right? Really quick, because the Oatly also has a low-fat version and a chocolate version. And again, every single one, we want to read the label because that chocolate one has 24 grams of carbs, 3 grams of fiber, 16 grams of sugar, and cane sugar is the first ingredient after the oats and water. So make sure you're reading those labels, no matter what brand or variety you're choosing. So ultimately, right, like almond milk, oat milk isn't actually milk, right? It's a substance that looks like milk. And then the question that people always ask all the time is, is it a better choice? And I think we really have to think about, well, what are we looking for, right? Are we looking for added protein? I mean, oat milk isn't necessarily giving you that, right? Are we looking for fewer carbs? Oat milk isn't giving you fewer carbs than some of the other milk alternatives. Is it gluten-free? Maybe, <laughs> right? Oat milk needs to, you know, sort of depends where it's processed, if there's the potential for cross-contamination. If you're looking for a more environmentally sustainable option, yes, oat milk is potentially that. You know, more vitamins and minerals, eh, right? Like we said, it's really fortified to get you that. I think it also depends on which vitamins and minerals you're looking for, like Oat milk tends to have more of the B vitamins and then almond milk more vitamin E. I think it probably also depends like which manufacturer you're going to. If you're looking for a condiment for your coffee, I think it depends how much you use. If you want it to froth or be super creamy or, you know, the other piece to consider is what are your health priorities and what are your health challenges, right? If you're baking something, Sure, oat milk might be, you know, better in baking, but, you know, no matter what, I just think better is a really hard question to answer. So consider your use case and your health goals and challenges, then read the labels and know what you're having. Nadine, anything else? That's awesome. I totally agree with all that. I was going to say, if you need a thing, like there's a beautiful coconut creamer that's very clean yes. and a colostrum. Those are two other options. Absolutely. I love it. Well, thank you again for being here. Thank you. Absolutely. As always, everybody, I'm your host, Jen Trepic. Connect with me on Instagram or really all social media. I am at Jen Trepic, J-E-N-N-T-R-E-P-E-C-K. Website is asaladwithasideoffries.com. Send us a message, social media or the website. I want to hear from you, whether it's your takeaways, your questions, your ideas. This is also the easiest way to learn more about working with me as your health coach. 
Of course, if you're not already a member, join our membership program by going to glow.fm slash salad with a side of fries or click the link in the show notes. This supports this podcast and this community, but most of all, it supports your health. Plus, you'll get this week's recipe for the spaghetti squash pad thai. So remember, your oral microbiome is tremendously important and your mouth just might hold the indicators for what's going on in the rest of your body. Well, friends, that's it for today's episode of Salad with a Side of Fries. Congratulations for making yourself and your health a priority. Thanks so much for joining us. Be sure to click subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform, share us with a friend, and we'll be back next week. Always remember, you deserve it and you are worth it. Happy healthy.